0: Welcome to the I'm Uncomfortable podcast where we tackle the issues you feel awkward talking about and put ourselves into uncomfortable situations you secretly relate to.
1: We're not better than you, we're the same as you. We're just willing to publicly talk about our innermost cringe and shame. I'm Melissa and I'm Vanessa.
0: Let's get uncomfortable hello everyone wow it's only been a few months but it feels like it's been years welcome to season two of the i'm uncomfortable podcast yay um i hope you're you've enjoyed our refreshed jingle that vanessa put together for us we are excited (laughs) to be back hey editor vanessa um i feel like a piece of me has been restored Um, you know, Mm. I've missed this routine in my life. So I wish I could say that all of this is well in the world, having the podcast back, but it's (laughs) not. There's a lot going on. Um, But without further delay, let's talk about what's made us uncomfortable lately. And with that, I'll start. So at the time of this recording, we are a little short of two weeks from a new administration coming in. So Existing in this hellish void that is now and hopefully a better future. Wow, how poetically dramatic. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Hellish void? You think hellish void is...
1: is, It was just so poetic, and I'm just like, yes.
0: (laughs) I'm excited to be here. (laughs) I'm I'm coming with my poems. Um, But yes, is there going to be an impeachment? I don't know. Mm. Are we going to have more violence between now and then or even after this inauguration day who knows but that's what's causing all of my unease um Vanessa's <laughs> shaking her head <laughs> in agreement. um so on top of that we have a pandemic continuing and um for me it's just being at work and continuing to work from home it just feels like all of it doesn't matter with our country on fire so uh pretty all of it all of it's uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: Well, How about then? you, Vanessa? <laughs> um, I'm moving. No, <laughs> no,
0: that's, no. <laughs> that's making Is it me official. A little,
1: uh, yeah. So today, I turned in the holding deposit to hold the unit. I'm moving upstairs, so I'm not moving like far, oh. but I'm still moving. It's still let me clean out all this stuff, and ha- I have to like get someone to help me drag it all upstairs and. I mean, I'm excited because at least I'll get to clear away some of the, I'm legit, like legit looking around my closet right now. Um, I'll get rid of some things, which is always nice. Uh, but I just, Mm -hmm. I've, I've moved so much. It's exhausting. Um, well, when this airs, I'll be like four days out from moving again. But anyway, 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 uh. Let's go ahead and start the show. So we're officially past the first month of 2021, and you're either going after a New Year's resolution, uh, or you've already lost steam on it, or maybe you didn't even choose one to begin with. But today, we're exploring a phenomenon we're all familiar with, goal setting, or specifically, I suppose, New Year's resolution setting? Eh, I don't know, but mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about today. And uh, History.com had this to say about New Year's resolutions. Ahem. The ancient Babylon. Why am I trying to be British for this? <laughs> As if History.com is British. Anyways, the ancient Babylonians are said to have been the first people to make New Year's resolutions some four thousand years ago. Whoa, like four thousand years ago. They were also the first to hold recorded celebrations in honor of the new year. Though for them, the year began not in January, like it does for us, but in mid March when the crops were planted. Which makes sense.
0: Interesting. Right? Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Can we start in March? Can we just, like, scrap (laughs) what we've started in 2021? It hasn't been good so far. We do. (laughs) Let's push the start Start date March.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I mean, there's been so many articles written on, you know, the idea of goal setting or New Year's resolutions. Um, And as I dug, I came across a Psychology Today article uh, by some woman named Susan Wainschneck. Wainschick? I, I'm so sorry, Susan, if I butchered your last I definitely butchered your last name. Uh, please forgive me. <laughs> but she said in her article um, that it's estimated that less than 10% actually of New Year's resolutions are actually achieved. So, yikes. Yeah. Uh, we're going to actually read to you right now the most popular 2021 resolutions. And if you're trying to make this a drinking game, you can take a <laughs> sip or a shot for every one of these resolutions if you've made them as well. Either now Vanessa. or in the past. So get ready. You a be shot? like 30 seconds.
0: <laughs> a shot? Right. Oh my God.
1: If you want to get crazy, this is the time. Start your Tuesday <laughs> right. <laughs> So starting from the most popular, we have exercise more, eat healthier, Mm. spend more time with family and friends, lose weight, live more economically, spend less time on social media, improve my performance on the job, reduce stress on the job, quit smoking, cut down on alcohol. So this survey, as Vanessa was done.
0: encourages you <laughs> to drink <laughs> alcohol,
1: I'm always a fan. Uh, but this was a survey of about 531 U.S. adults in November 2020 by Statista. So hopefully you're not too wow. trash to continue the episode. But if you need a drink of water before we go on, we're gonna take a quick break before we dive into the questions. We'll be right back.
0: Okay, welcome back. Let's get into those questions that we have today. So I'll start off um, with the first one. How does goal setting or making New Year's resolutions make you feel, Vanessa? Well,
1: Melissa, (laughs) I sometimes (laughs) wonder if it maybe depends on what's happened the previous year, because normally... Uh, Mm. I like setting New Year's resolutions, you know, I feel like empowered or inspired. But right now, to be honest, I'm kind of overwhelmed and exhausted. And I don't know why, but I have it in my mind that once I set up my new planner, I'll be more motivated to start setting goals. Uh, Though more truthfully, I think it's because I've already been doing the work of setting goals and meeting them. 2020 was horrid. But it was a great year for me financially, for my financial goals. So I don't know. You know, It's an ongoing process, I guess. How about you?
0: In terms of how I feel, I both enjoy the process and fear it at the same time, if that makes sense. I take pride in having things thought out and planned for, but the process of doing the reflection, thinking through those actionable items. So those are the things that scares me because it's definitely something that requires me to be real and vulnerable with myself and what's realistic. Um, Yeah, so it's definitely a humbling experience for me and I am in in a similar situation in that I am continuing goals that I had set in 2020 that were just a wash uh, in some ways and um, I'm constantly thinking Not really in, like, a calendar year. I, I, with work, I work within a a fiscal year, so my years start in June, and I'm also used to, in the past, working through an academic year, so I'm constantly setting goals in, like, a quarterly basis, so New Year's is always a fun time to, like, reflect on the calendar year, but throughout the year, I'm setting different goals, so it doesn't feel, like, too new, you know? You know?
1: (laughs) I mean, it sounds like you're experiencing both wanting to set it, but also feeling overwhelmed by setting said goals. So why do you think that it makes people uncomfortable to set goals?
0: I think like what I mentioned, it's the vulnerability that's required of the process. And maybe even the fact that setting goals and writing them down is a catalyst. The catalytic nature of the process of setting goals (laughs) makes people uncomfortable. I feel like it gives people less of a reason to not do the things that they've always set out to do because people fear change and people are, you know, It's scary to embark on these new adventures and things, but it's worth it in the end. But it's just that process, I think, of being vulnerable and real with yourself and realizing like, ew, that's how much debt I'm in. Or, oh, I haven't really been eating that well or I've been drinking too much. You know, those are all the things where you have to be real with yourself. And I think that's the part that makes it uncomfortable, at least from my opinion.
1: Okay. I mean. How about you? Yeah, I, I feel that. I also think goal setting can kind of go against the idea that who you are now is enough. So it's like... Ooh. Ugh, I'm trying to improve again. Like, wasn't I, aren't I already fine the way that I am? Or I don't know, maybe for some people it's a reminder, like, I told myself last year I would do blank, but oops, here's the new year. And here I am making that same exact, um, you know, promise or resolution because I didn't actually do it last time. So I guess to your point, too, it's about confronting, like, maybe the lack of progress that you might have made that could be uncomfortable. True. Yeah. So there's that.
0: I can definitely fill in fill in the blank for that sentence that you just said of like, oh, I told myself I was going to read this many books last year, (laughs) but did not do that. So on that note, why do you think most people fail at their New Year's resolutions then?
1: Well, okay, I got really curious about this. Because this is just a topic that comes up every year like, New Year's resolutions don't work. And I was like, well, why? Like, who does it not work for? Um, There's a bunch of different numbers, but (laughs) kind of like the average agreed number is about 10%, which I think I mentioned also in the introduction um, of people who actually keep their goals for more than a few months. It's about 10% or maybe less. So if you're listening to this in February, right? uh, Pause did you already stop working on whatever goal you had set? Uh, Because chances are, if you are, I guess, 90% of the population, you have. You've (laughs) stopped. You suck. You failed. I'm kidding. Uh, But (laughs) it's the numbers, right? Well, there's also a ton of literature that talks about how goals are only a fraction of the picture. Like, you can't just say... I'm going to be debt free. Like it's a wish from a genie. A goal is really only as good as the steps you take to get there. And I think that's where the real trick is. If you want to lose weight, for example, it means that you have to shift your thinking and change your behavior repeatedly. So not just showing up to the gym once or twice. Uh, same thing for anything regarding personal finance. So if you're a big spender, the problem isn't that you're in debt. So you can't just be like, I'm going to get out of debt. Because the real problem is you're spending beyond your means. So that's what you have to change. And I think that's where it can get uncomfortable. And that's why people stop. But anyway, I could go on about this forever. But uh, if you're looking for something helpful to read, the Psychology Today article I mentioned earlier is called The Science of Why New Year's Resolutions Don't Work. Uh, I've also loved reading Atomic Habits and The One Thing. Both of those books talk about changing your habits and making a plan to reach your end goal versus just, you know, Saying it or writing it down on New Year's and then forgetting about it until the following year. So
0: yeah, just to build off of that, I think um, a lot of the reason why people may fail at their resolutions that they set is because they they are overwhelmed, maybe seeing all of it all at once, um, or maybe have writing too vague, like you mentioned, too vague of goals. Um, and something that I have been doing at work every when we have our mid-year and year evaluations we we set what we call SMART goals which I I'm gonna like butcher the acronym but essentially it has you evaluate or set a goal that's that has like a time stamp on it like when does this need to get done by is it something that you can do right now um, is it manageable so really thinking about specifics and and I'm going to bring public relations my public relations background into this it's you need to be able to break down what the strategy is going to be and then underneath that strategy of let's say finance, like I'm going to be debt free. What are the things that you can do net, like in, in order? What are those steps that you can do to become debt free? And then even underneath those, what are the tactics that you can do? Whether that's like doing the little things, like going through my email to see all the subscriptions that I have or things like that, like really specific, be mm-hmm. very specific. And I think assigning, um, whether that's every two weeks, some smaller goal. um, That's the timeline for it. And then kind of branching out from there. I think helping, uh, it helps to be more uh specific and timely with your goals. I'm just saying.
1: No, it sounds like we're both saying kind of the same thing where people fall into the pit, fa- pit trap, pitfall. What's the word? What's the phrase? What is English? Um Well, they fall into the <laughs> trap of just making very uh, vague statements instead of trying to develop a plan to reach them. So I think That's probably why people fail. That's why I failed in the past. I've
0: just said, I want to do this.
1: It doesn't happen. I never made any actions towards it.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why planners have saved me. Um, Mm. I think that's why I've leaned on them so much because – It literally gives me structure on a page. And then the idea of seeing a bunch of different people out there taking a planner and then adjusting it and being even more creative to work for them specifically to reach their goals. That's amazing. I think not being afraid of using resources like planners or even notebooks, if that's the only thing available to you to like get it down on paper and make it tangible as possible for you. But yeah, anywho.
1: (laughs) Well, I don't know how true this is, but I saw a statistic on the Instagram uh, by somebody <laughs> that said uh, 45% of, no, I'm butchering it, but the idea is that you need to write down your goals. Like, that's incre- that increases your chance. Oh, that was it. Blech. That it increases your chances of completing your goal if you write it down by 45%. So, I mean, what do you have to lose? Interesting. Write it down. Did you set any
0: New Year's resolutions or goals yet, Melissa? Well, I did a reflection and a few goal-setting exercises before the new year. So like the week or two weeks before um, Christmas, I... Or leading up to New Year's, I should say, I um, took some time off from work, and I like filled some of my time to do some of these reflection exercises, just so I could get into the headspace of thinking about what I would even want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So I did a few different exercises. One of them being the Passion Planner Roadmap. I like just that Just so I could brainstorm. Yeah, it's such a good one, and it's a it's a I highly recommend the Passion Planner in general. Um, but and I know that you can download or download from their website, like the Passion Planner roadmap itself, if that's the only thing you want to um, use as a resource. Yes, for free. Um, and then if you like that, then and, and want to know more about the planner itself, then go for it. I think that's why they provide it as a resource. But I've definitely I use that just to help me really uh, take a look at what I want to accomplish in general in life in general, and then then I started assigning like timelines to them. Um, I also got a new insert or a new um, I should have taken it out, but a, a new goal planner specifically that that focuses specifically on goals, which. It's very intimidating. I did all the reflection pages for that. But then like now it's breaking it down to like quarterly goals and weekly goals. And I'm like, ah. so I still need to do that. So I have like these general bubbles of goals. There's some that I've um, done that whole like strategy tactics thing already. But there are definitely a few more other bubbles or categories of goals that I need to spend more time on and decide what actions I want to take with those. So that's kind of where I'm at.
1: Well, it sounds like you're ahead of me because even though I told (laughs) everyone else to write their goals down, I, right now, only have them in my head. I haven't written them down. Um, Well, I I, I think because to me, writing them down doesn't just mean saying, I'm going to increase my net worth by $65,000. I think that's part of it, obviously. But to me, writing down your goals also means a little bit more of what you mentioned, Melissa, of coming up with a plan. So when you were talking about like, oh, like the monthly and the weekly and then the daily, uh, parsing it down like that of what you're going to do um, to get to that goal. I'm a huge believer of legitimately dedicating a day, maybe even two, to sit down with yourself, ask yourself what you want to achieve. What is it that you are looking for? And I, I highly recommend that Passion Planner, that roadmap that Melissa mentioned. I actually used it a couple years ago, and it helped me buy my first house. And I probably should have kept using it so that I could figure out my plan. <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to incorporate You're like, it that.
0: worked. Now to toss it. <laughs> that's, that's the
1: thing. It, it worked, right? And it at least helped me create a... a a more structured timeline, I guess, of when I wanted to get things done. Mm-hmm. So I have yet to set that date with myself because my timeline right now is just very oversaturated. I don't know about you, but right now at this moment in time, my timeline is so saturated or my feed or whatever it's called. Ugh, I always sound like a grandma when I talk about Instagram, but like, <laughs> it's so much like every other post I see is like this goal and that goal and how to do this and how to hustle for that. And like, it's just much right now. So I'm trying to wait until that dies down a little bit more so I can have the space to create my own stuff Um, and I guess not be like bombarded with the noise of everyone else's things. That
0: totally makes sense. I am definitely seeing that as someone that has continued to uh, consume social media um, during this time. I have seen that, but I've also seen, which is refreshing, um, I've also seen folks saying and reminding people like, hey, just because 2020 is over doesn't mean we have to forget all of that trauma that we experienced, you know, it's still happening, we're still in a pandemic, there's still a lot to deal with, and it's okay, That we have not set goals or that we did not meet goals in 2020 that we thought we were going to because it's it's overwhelming and people burn out. And with that, I do want to ask this question of how are you then going to work towards goals in 2021 without that burnout or without getting overwhelmed and and in the end kind of dropping the ball on some of the goals that you really do want to accomplish in this year? Good question.
1: Uh, I think I, I want to highlight the importance of what you just said because I maybe that's part of what's making me overwhelmed, actually, is I'm seeing all of these things about setting goals and making them and achieving them and, yeah, go get it. Um, but it, we are, like, sharing this collective trauma, basically, as a nation, as a world. We're still dealing with it where we are and it is a nice, mm-hmm. helpful reminder that it, it is trauma. That's exactly what it is. And we have to work through it and figure out a way to, to move move past it is what I want to say. But I guess what I really mean is like acknowledge that it's there for you. And if that's preventing you from setting goals right now, then that's okay. It doesn't mean you're not going to set goals ever. So it's a nice reminder to myself. So that's going to help, I think, with the burnout is reminding myself that it's it's a process to celebrate the little wins here and there, just because I don't meet some gigantic goal doesn't mean I'm not doing well. Uh, and I've actually been reading and listening to different books or podcasts that really it's about having a relationship with those goals anyway. So checking in on them often so that it's not like July all of a sudden and you're like, what the hell <laughs> I've gained weight, not lost it. Um, you know, so check in, make sure you're on track. Also, small habits. Yeah, uh, Here's an example, actually. So I-, I set a goal. I was bad at drinking water. Right. So a few months ago, I set a goal of drinking more water. I didn't put a number on it, just more because anything was better than like the very little I was consuming at the time. And as I say this, Melissa takes a
0: sip of her water from
1: her water bottle.
0: <laughs> <You> <laughs> hydrate, friends. Well,
1: that's true, but I, I wasn't good at it. So I started off with, OK, I'll take one sip before bed. That's my small thing. And I made myself a little tracker and I gave myself a little star if I did that. And it became, okay, two big gulps in the morning before starting my day. Gave myself a little star. And now I have a huge gallon water bottle that I use now every day. But my goal hasn't changed. It's still to drink more water. And I don't beat myself up. Here's the key, I think, to not burning out. I don't beat myself up for not finishing the gallon. Because that wasn't the goal. Yeah. The goal was just to drink more water, not to finish the gallon of water. And some days are easier than others. But the idea is that I'm drinking more water than ever before. Uh, I've made progress. And it's actually fun now to drink water. So that's, I think, wow, how we can burnout. <laughs>
0: Can I just say that that I've never I wouldn't think that I would hear that from Vanessa ever. (laughs) I'm (laughs) like the opposite. I feel like maybe in a past (laughs) life I was a fish because I I love water and I will I will choose water over any other. Maybe coffee is like a a really close second, but I will choose water I mean, coffee is just bean water. I don't drink
1: I mean, it's still water.
0: (laughs) It's true. It's bean water. (laughs) But yeah. Wow. That's great. No, that's a great way. That's a great example. Um. But for me, I think I'm constantly trying to figure this out. It's a conundrum. (laughs) It's like, how do you not? I barely figured out that I didn't have to say yes to everything at work because I recognized that I was burnt out like two years ago. And I was like, why do I feel horrible? Oh, is it because I don't have to say? Oh, oh, is it because I'm saying yes to everything? Maybe. So in terms of my own goals, I am and and trying not to burn out and trying to achieve my personal and, and passion goals. I'm trying to figure this out. I think what I do currently is to just actively remind myself often um, this phrase that someone told me, probably my brother, um, that you can only really ask of yourself to realistically accomplish five to six things well in one day. And even so, that like includes your work life and personal life. So it's like, if I remind myself of that and it helps me to be grateful at the end of the day for accomplishing even like two to three things on my list because how much can I ask of myself I can't really be pushing myself to the brink and why would I want to do that every single day of my life so incremental progress is still progress uh-huh. and the thought process is a piece, that thought process is a piece of my overall goal to be kinder to myself. So that's kind of something that I've been working on um, in the past couple of years is just to be kinder to myself because we are so subscribed. I don't even know when it happened. Um, I think it just so happened um, that I fell into it in my early 20s of this hustle culture. Like it just became a thing. Like I think on social media too is like such perpetuated. Um, I think, Vanessa, you even have like your mug that says hustle juice. Like it's a thing. Like it's a marketed thing. It does. Um, you guys, I'm looking at
1: it right now. It says hustle juice.
0: <laughs> yes. So I feel like <laughs> – from an early 20s age I was subscribed to this like hard work is the only way towards success but I think I'm just trying to unlearn a lot of that hustle culture and be kinder to myself and really like you mentioned Vanessa um, be grateful for those like or recognize or acknowledge those small wins because those are the small wins that add up to the bigger goals that we're setting or aiming for so Yes, it feels good to work hard, but it's not at the expense of my mental health. I have to remind myself of that. So that's what I'm trying to do actively to not burn out.
1: Okay. I like that. Being kinder to yourself. It's not always about the hard work. And, you know, I will say that uh, from, you know, I I love to travel and pre-pandemic, it was like my goal to, to travel somewhere internationally like every year. Um, which is a really fun thing to do, but I've met people who kind of have told me that that idea of hustling is a very American thing and it's not like that everywhere, which is is very interesting to know. So if you are feeling down in the dumps about your inability to hustle, please know that it is also very much influenced by where you are and I suppose also who you surround yourself with because if the people that you're following or those around you are all about the hustle and the grind and this and that. I actually unfollowed somebody from college that I knew who was just incessantly posting about the hustle, the grind, the, you know, I got to do all my things and make them gains and blah, blah, blah. And it was too much. Yeah. So it's okay to say no. Like Melissa said, it's okay to take a break. And it's also okay to say no to people or accounts that might make you feel like, The progress you're making isn't worthy because if you can make it to your goal, I guess, by the end of the year, then, like I said earlier, you're better than 90% of other people, which is not (laughs) what it's about. But it does make me feel, it does make me laugh to think about that. All right. Well, that was the first episode of our second season very exciting thank you Yay. all for listening today be sure to follow us on apple podcast spotify and on instagram at imuncomfortable.podcast we release new episodes every tuesday so see you then bye